So I now have great pleasure in welcoming Dr. Anthony Simon, who is um, going to talk to us this evening. And I'm going to turn the lights down a little bit. by saying how lovely it is to be here tonight with you, and to say uh, how sorry I am that I'm late. I didn't have anyone's mobile number, and I phoned a landline to say that I had been held up, but I gather you're very happy to, I gather you're very happy, and no one was throwing oranges, (laughs) Uh, which is why I've given them to you, in case you don't like what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I would have given tomatoes, but they're out of season. <laughs> In fact, it's a, it's a crazy reason that I'm late tonight. I've just written something about number 10 Downing Street under David Cameron. And um, um, there's been a big conference on Libya today. And I was getting comments back uh, from number 10 about the piece and I sent it off um, and because of the conference everything was rather delayed and um, number 10 were very keen that I got their perspective absolutely right so I've been um, it's been a lovely day I've been uh, racing the children uh, through a, a big run around the grounds of Wellington. It takes, it's about three and a half miles. And I told them in chapel on Monday that I thought that this was the year I was going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and so we race off, and then we finish up walking through the lake um, called Swan Lake at Wellington College. I hope people have a visit Wellington College and walk there. You're always very welcome. And so you finish off. It's very cold actually in the water. Um, but I was determined to be brave and not cry. Although <laughs> that wouldn't have been a good image uh, for everyone to see the headmaster crying, though it was very cold. And also the lake goes down, it's normally about four feet, there's a bit that goes down to about five and a half feet. I used to be myself about six and a half feet. <laughs> <laughs> I find that um, with age, um, I'm actually shrinking a bit. So it's just as well you see me tonight rather than tomorrow, tomorrow or next week, because I don't know how much there will be left of me. And uh, so at one point, you know, we have a, a piece of rope that we can hang on to. At one point, I just, you know, because the water is very smelly. Uh, our golden retriever loves uh, the water and uh, it's very sunny. So, so I got through the lake and out I came 306. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that's very nice of you. <laughs> um, and so I have to tell them on Friday, which is the last day, uh, where I came. And um, I'm trying to think how to do that. Um, There are uh, 990 children in the school, 
and 50 were off exercise, and about 30 were at um, something called Roslyn Park Sevens, Rugby Sevens. So there were probably about 800 runners. Not bad for a 32 year old. Why am I not uh, living 
up with the consciousness of God all my life. And I'm going to ask someone to answer that, and then we're going to look at this, and we're going to do some meditation, I'm going to do some breathing exercises, some meditation uh, exercises, and uh, my mum is 92, and she said to me last weekend, she said, you are not going to teach me how to meditate, are you? Um, and I said, no, mum, but I think it would be good for you if you did. Um, you're never too late to, to learn. The question is, why are we not aware of Jesus every minute, every second of every day? Why are we not? Um, I think that sometimes in today's society, often, uh, we don't really have any still time or 
mystical poem, and it's in four uh, quarters called Burnt Norton, East Coker, The Dry Salvages, and Little Gidding. And it begins, it's a meditation on time. It's talking about exactly what we're talking about. It begins, time present and time past are both perhaps present in time future, and time future contained in time past. If all time is eternally present, he's saying all, he's talking about the present. And this is um, the passage I'm going to read, and I'll read it again at the end. this This is very, very, this is mystical, so listen to this with your heart rather than with your mind. Try and listen to your mind. It's very hard to understand. Uh, what we call the beginning is often the end. And to make an end is to make a beginning. The end is where we start from, he says. And he talks about how um, we shall not cease from exploration and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time just just once again we shall not cease from exploration in all our life we are constantly searching for God and truth and meaning we shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and to know the place for the first time. Through the unknown, remembered gate, when the last of earth left to discover is that which was the beginning, at the source of the longest river the voice of the hidden waterfall and the children in the apple tree, not known because not looked for, but heard, half heard, in the stillness between two waves of the sea. Quick now, here now, always, a condition of complete simplicity, costing not less than everything and all shall be well and all manner of thing shall be well when the tongues of flame are enfolded into the crowned knot of fire and the fire and the rose are one do you recognise the, the lines there from Julian um, and all should be well, and all manner of things should be well. And he's talking about arriving where we started, back in uh, the point of our birth, and um, knowing the place, or, or back with Jesus, back with God, and knowing the place for the first time. This is very mystical writing. It's, you can't understand it with your head. The meanings just have to come to the heart. So what we're going to do is just tonight um, we're going to try and see what we can discover about the present. Because if in the present, in stillness, 
we can find God, then this is something that's worth having. Because if we can find God in our lives, uh, every minute, we will be able to deal with complexity. We will be able to love our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. We'll be able to drive more safely. We'll be able to love more deeply. We'll be able to be a better friend, a better worker, a better father, a better son, a better mother. Um, so what is taking us away is this, you know, are you aware of this, that your thoughts are constantly thinking about the past and thinking about the future, but never in the present? So, so I'm, I'm going to, uh, nobody, nobody needs to worry about what I'm going to do, um, because it's just very simple, but if you'd like to just make your feet comfortable. Um, off the ground. And if you would like to put your, your hands comfortably on your lap and uh, close the eyes. And it's always a bit uncomfortable the first time you close your eyes. Um, maybe. And I want you to take a breath in and a breath out. I'd like you just to be aware of everybody in this room, my eyes and keep closed. Um, just everybody in this room and the sounds in the room, the sound of my voice. The, the feeling of the chair on the body, the floor and your feet. The breath and in and out. And um, when, the, when the mind wanders, and it will wander, just bring it back to the present moment. So we're going to breathe in rhythmically. We're going to breathe in, inhaling in. One two, three, and exhaling out to count five. One, two, three, four, five. Inhaling in, one, two, three, hold it a second, and out, one, two, three, four, Inhaling, coming in, one inhale, fresh air, and spring, two and three, hold it there, out, one, two, three, four, five, and inhaling, in, keeping the concentration of the present, and in, one, spring air, Daffodils, inhale them. Three, hold it there, all that beauty of spring. And exhale in tiredness out. One, two, three, four, five. And look, this time really do it. So, no doubt, inhaling 
fresher in one and two and three and hold it and exhale one two three four five and last time inhaling one and two and three hold it a bit longer exhaling out two three four five and just feel a sense of real peace and security this room full of nice good people just feel totally present listening to the noises Keep on coming back into the present and breathing deeply. Sometimes you, you can make you the children who you do it with. Sometimes say that it, it makes them um, tired, to which the answer is it, it's not actually making them tired. What it's doing is it's making them aware of how tired they are. Sometimes they say it makes them worry. Worried, what happens is it makes you aware of what's, what's there. So it, it makes them aware that they're worried. It might make them... Sometimes they say it makes them feel a bit sad. What what this is the children that when uh, when we do these exercises very regularly because if you can help young people from an early age learn about stillness and learning about, about self calm, then it's there for life. It's such a value. I wish I had. Oh, I, I, I had a wonderful mother. Still with us, 
still not meditating, it's still nice too. Um, and, but, you know, worry. You know, worry was her big thing. And she had had a lot of hardship in her life during the war. And um, after it, and it's all very understandable, but um, um, it doesn't mean I love her any the less. But with uh, the children in my schools, I, I, I would like them to learn about um, stillness and, and religion and the connectedness between stillness and religion. So, what we're going to do is we're going to try the arm. Now, how many of you have an orange? And this is um, what I'm going to do. Uh, we've established, haven't we, that, that the whole of meditation and the whole of, of living um, with minute by minute, second by second awareness of God is about being still. It's about and by the way, you can be still and drive, you can be still and laugh, you can be still and counsel, you can be still and you can be still as Elliot says here, you can be still and still moving. It's an extraordinary paradox that you can be in the middle of and there are such deep Christians at Wellington and you'll know something. Um, and they are they say Anthony, I can't do this because my life's so busy. And I say, you can do it. You can be still and very busy. And by the way, David, that's the secret about David Cameron. He is incredibly calm. And that is something that we can all learn. So, um, now I'm going to do something that you've never done in your life before, which is to open and taste an orange. How many of you can say in your lives that you've ever been totally conscious of what you were doing? Can you kind of an orange? Uh, this is most people with an orange, okay? Yeah, okay, hang on. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back to you in just a second. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm coming. All right, so, you know, and, and you know, in it goes. And you don't think, oh, where's that orange going? Oh, I mean, uh, Yes or, or no, you know, uh, and so, so what we're going to do now is I'd like you first of all to look at the orange. It's made um, by God, actually, uh, and just look at it and look at the colours uh, and look at the, and just feel it in your fingers. Close your eyes, <laughs> close your eyes and just feel that texture. Uh, and. Um, uh, to, to just just rub it against your hands, uh, and now just eyes open. Just um, just what have <coughs> your eyes open? So it might bonk your nose. Just sniff it, uh, and you can't see much. And just look at the colour. You're just looking at the colours and, and the reflections. And now, what I'd like to do very consciously, because the the the, the thesis here is that nobody has ever opened an orange. And what we're trying to do here is to find Jesus in an orange. And what is being said is that if we can do this with full awareness, then 
there Jesus is, because Jesus is always there when one is still. Jesus, that's right. So we're going to put our finger in, and very consciously, and very aware, and we're going to do it in silence. I'd like you just to, just to smell... Onto something else. 
if you tell me they haven't based one, I wouldn't totally believe you. Bring it back to the orange. Totally look, looking, touching, feeling, smelling, tasting. Uh, 
find stillness. And in that stillness we'll find acceptance, we'll find love, we'll find the presence, we'll find a knowledge of God. And I'd like to go to another exercise, which is honest. And um, does any of you, do any of you do calligraphy here? Calligraphy is, uh, before, before the days of, of printing, uh, the Bible was always uh, hand, handed. And calligraphy was seen as a very meditative uh, process uh, whereby you would... Um, it was a great honour to, to be copying out uh, the words of the Bible. And um, what I want you to do now is to... Uh, have, has everyone got paper? Not everyone. Yeah. I'm something. You're very, you are a very well-trained audience. <laughs> and orange, oranges or tangerines or mandarins neatly down by your chairs. This is absolutely marvellous. Uh, please come and, and people the glasses at, at Wellington. Um, I'd like you to, um, to to draw five about that long. I'd like you to draw five lines about an inch apart. Five lines. Our vertical, so vertical lines. Vertical lines are starting on the top left of the paper. Uh, just, just uh, off you go. Uh, quite quickly, one, two, but again, about that long. Now, this is where you're more familiar with the Wellington class. You've all gone off and done different things. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is a great sense of relief. Uh, you are fallible. Okay, uh, about, about that long. About that long, and about an inch apart, starting in the top left, and down the page. And I'd like you at the, at the bottom of each to draw a circle, which is about that wide. So, so the circle touches the bottom of each of your five lines, okay? About that wide. So the circles are on the bottom of which okay. Okay, what's what you know? No, 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 David, look at look at look, I'm gonna hold up here. This is, this is David. Uh, uh, with, with David aged uh, forty-three and three quarters. Uh, David here. Uh, David um, started off doing the Okay, started off great with the lines going the wrong way, and then the lines coming down and some uh, nice balls. That was, that's pretty much right. I'd like to turn the paper over now, and this time, okay, I'd like us to pause before we do this. So I'd like everyone just to just, just to take a moment, uh, a moment. Uh, a pause and 
just uh, feeling comfortable again. Uh, and whatever you feel, any emotion, excitement, boredom, whatever, you can let it go. We just come into the glorious present. And um, so I'd like just to inhale and exhale. And I'd like you to, while you're inhaling, I'd like you to visualize five perfect lines. Not my favorite kingdom, but perfect lines. Alright, now I'd like you just inhaling, coming in and out into the count of three. One, two, three, hold it, out, one, two, three, four, and five. And just hold that, just visualize, and now very consciously take your pen, take your pencil or pen, and hold it, don't move it yet. Hold it on the point that you're going to begin your lines at the top left hand corner. Okay, just hold it there on the paper, and I'd like you to very consciously, being aware of everybody in the present, come down, and you're coming down like that, that far, okay? Like that far. So, very consciously. Aware of everybody, aware of my voice, aware of yourself, aware of the noise on the paper. And then come over an inch. Ah, didn't you get the second And we get the second one. And done very consciously, listening to the voice. Now the third. And the fourth. And the fifth. And now the the circles are the bottom of each of those pieces of string. And when you're doing a circle, it can be good to do a semicircle one way and then the other. And pause, pause a sec, don't rush into it. Let, let the movement come through you. Don't get in the way of it. Just let it flow through you. Just beautiful perfection. Very beautifully, in your best 
um, script, I'd like you to write your first name three times along the, uh, on the bottom. Just just pause, just, just put, keep the, the tip, get the attention, put the attention where the tip of your pen or crayon meets the surface and very beautifully, beautifully write your name three times. Whichever way, whichever way you it's interesting, whichever way you'd like to write.
gently, slowly and gently. Deliberately Present. 
So I'm going to just, I'm going to finish off with, with uh, going through 10 ways to make you happy and just change uh, here then, and the 10 key ways that we, the 10 key ways that um, we can become a happier society. Uh, but any questions before we leave all that meditation? That's what meditation means. The meditation means uh, coming into the present. Uh, uh, finding oneself, collecting. We call it uh, it's tomorrow morning or Wednesday mornings when a whole school comes together. We call it collection, and it's when everyone just collects themselves. It's the opposite of selfishness. The opposite of selfishness. Uh, and who thinks that in your own lives uh, you were able just to collect yourself a bit more? dump or download all the movement and, and the worry and the fretting uh, and, and just be uh, just to be you'd actually be happier more fulfilled more connected with other people um, so any questions about that before we go to the 10 ways of happiness Can be, yeah. I, I think there's a, yeah, yeah. I think there's a big difference between happiness and pleasure. I mean, pleasure is pleasure is a selfish experience. It's about me and my car or me and my new gadget. Uh, whereas happiness, I will show you, is, is, is a spiritual experience. It's about love. It's about connectedness. Is how I see it. Is it contentment? I think. Where did that question come from? <laughs> I, I think. I, I think it, it is. It is about contentment. Um, but you, uh, it, it, you know, and in our lives, I think when there was an interesting study published earlier this week that shows in our life, most people are relatively happy in their teens and twenties. Then they go through a trough in their thirties and forties, and then people start becoming happier again in their fifties, uh, and people in their seventies are happier than people in their sixties, and happier than people in their fifties. So it's something about you know, resignation. But before I get on to the ten steps of happiness, um, any any other questions about meditation and, and, and this approach? How did you find writing the lines? Were the lines the second time when you were still at? You just turn that over. Were they any more accurate, or um, were, were they any straighter, or did they go off the board? Hands up, whose who second uh, uh, lines were uh, straighter and, and, and balls and more accurate? Uh, and hands up, whose first got worse? Okay. Well. Oh, oh, and I'm going to find your name. Uh, I'm going to find your name and Brian. I know it's Brian because he's, he's written it three times. Brian. Uh, uh, Brian, because Brian, his second lot of lines were less tidy. <laughs> Those are Brian's first lines. Very good. 
nine and a half out of ten, right? And this Brian's second lines are three out of ten. Brian did them with his eyes closed. <laughs> I, I, Brian, I think Brian says a round of applause for that. rather than uh, me going through these. These are ten ways uh, which we are teaching young people um, to uh, become happier in their lives. Because are you aware of this, that happiness overall amongst young people is declining? And the episodes of um, childhood unhappiness are reaching really worrying levels. Um, yeah, and we're all touched, aren't we, by, by, by friends and, and, and our own families where young people are finding life hard. And uh, the funny thing is this, that there was a, there was a belief always that if government could give uh, or we could uh, have in our lives more uh, good things, more possessions, more washing machines, more cars, more hoovers, another bedroom. This would make us happy. And Harold Macmillan, dear old Harold Macmillan, uh, said, said, you never had it so good. And when he said you never had it so good, he was thinking of washing machines, fridges, hoovers, etc. Um, and the funny thing is that um, the more rich countries get, people don't become happier. And also the more money, it's very hard to say this to school children, the more money that you have and earn, it doesn't make you happier. Because they think it does. So they, they go off and they're desperate to get a Porsche, or a, you know, and then they have a Porsche and they, and they want to get a faster one, then they, that doesn't do it for them, so they get a Ferrari, and then they get a bigger Ferrari, and then they get two Ferraris, and then their wife suddenly leaves them because the wife doesn't like the Ferrari. Uh, the children stop uh, talking to them, uh, because oh go away! Uh, <laughs> it's my it's it's see I'm talking about family here. It's my family. I'll be back later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a scrambled leg would be lovely. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, this is a very spiritual process. Now, a lot of people who, who work in these happiness studies are not actually religious. Um, but that's all right, because uh, the work these ten things fundamentally are. So ju just have a go. See, see how many you can get right. Ten uh, ways to make people happier. Off you go. Well, write them write down. Um, Measures the GDP of happiness. Yeah. They're one of the poor countries, and they have the highest amount of happiness in the world. Uh, Bhutan does yeah. that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, which is really, really, which is really interesting. Okay, so, so you've got two minutes. This is the same as uh, Mr. Cameron's idea. Uh, come on to Mr. Cameron's idea of happiness in the moment. Your name is still Ozan. Yeah. 
<laughs> Very good. Um, and Brian? Do you want the first one? Anyone you want to have there? Which is, it comes back to relationships, which oh. is smile. Okay, alright. And your second one is? Health. Right. Third one is, is, is to be healthy. Um, very, very important. So, with young, with young people who are unhappy, give, giving people exercise, uh, very important to have exercise in our lives. Uh, exercise is a powerful antidepressant. Do any of you go out for a walk and not come back? Who goes out for a walk and comes back feeling better? Hands up. Alright, hands up. Uh, okay, so, so any, anyone run here? Yeah, and you are. Kate runs, sorry, round of applause to Kate. Well, okay. How long do you run? How long do you run? As long as I've got time for. Okay, alright, so, so, so exercise helps. Uh, health, health and exercise uh, is, is a third thing, a fourth one. Uh, 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 trust, trusting in God. Uh, so, so I'm going to put that down as trust and stillness. Uh, trust and, and, and stillness. Uh, and if you um, are still, if you uh, trust in God, you can never be unhappy. There is not anything on earth that can ever trouble you. Nothing. No loss. Tragedy, no success even. Okay, this is excellent. Uh, that's four, five, and one. Going back to the, the exercise, could I add singing to that? Okay, I'm going to say uh, five is hobbies. Mm-hmm. Hobbies, all right? Singing, singing in a choir. Uh, okay, singing. hobbies, e.g., singing, right? <laughs> e.g., singing. And, um, or maybe especially singing. Or, uh, hand or e or gardening. Okay, give me another hobby. Yes, another hobby. Sewing, dancing. Dancing. Hey, I love that. I love uh, dancing. is is a fantastic thing to do. Hands up here. Who uh, is happy when you dance? Congrats. Okay, now hands down. You would be unsurprised here. Jen. Jen. Seventeen hands. That's huh? And no gentleman. And no gentleman. <laughs> Where is your gallantry? Right. Not a single. Right. Hands up here who thinks. Look, look at this. Hands up here who thinks that they can't dance. Hands up. Hands up. Right. Stop. Right. Look around. Look around. Oh, and, 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 and a couple of ladies, but about 15 men. So then the point there is that somebody has told you. Because where we're told we can't do something in life, we can't do. Right, we're up to five. That's terrific. Six. Family. Love, worth, value, and Okay. Uh, I'm going to put down the um, acceptance, uh, uh, acceptance and love. Uh, uh, six acceptance and and and, and love. Um, you know, it, it's it's very. You know, if we uh, uh, we spend a lot of time beating ourselves up, 
I, I should have done this in my life, I didn't achieve this, uh, and, and it damages one. We are as we are, and God loves us as we are. Seven. Well, that was. Seven is. Um, well, that, that would be love. Uh, yes, I, I think uh, an acceptance of what one's got. Okay, I, I love that. Let, let's, let's just say, let's think, yes. Uh, giving, uh, giving and sharing. Uh, all right, uh, let's say that. It's number seven, giving. Uh, 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 giving. Uh, giving, I'm going to, to link this to, to uh, a sense of gratitude. Uh, giving and gratitude. So one of the things that I'm going to ask you to do tomorrow, one thing I'll ask you tomorrow, is uh, I would like you to um, express gratitude to somebody who you think would be really touched to hear you say, uh, thank you for what you did for me. Okay, it could be your wife, partner, um, and um, so uh, what we do here is ask our children to, before they go to sleep each night, to reflect on three things that have happened during the day, one, two, three, that they're grateful for. We also ask them every night, and I try and do that before I go to sleep, think of three things in the day that I'm grateful for. Um, and, um, right, 8, 9, 10, just so we finish off and we can be on time. Uh, 8, 9, 10. Um, uh, 8, 8, 9, 10. Uh, yes. Uh, gratitude. 8, 9, 10 run, run as follows. Uh, 8, if, if you could put, put this one down is about a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. So, so where, yeah? Can, on my person, you've got to feel secure, you know, one of the levels, personal, Okay. Um, okay, so, so eight, eight is a sense of belonging, nine is a sense of being, feeling secure, but that's actually quite often belonging. Um, so, so they go uh, very close together. Uh, nine is um, uh, the sense of um, uh, we've actually covered them in, di in different ways. I'm, I'm going to put down family, uh, family, and, and being loved, uh, and, and, and ten. Uh, a final one, if you haven't got it, is 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 being feeling at peace with God. Um, now, um, under and with your fellow man, and with your fellow man, which which is about the love. So, you know, one of the things that, that with parents I talk about is the importance of savouring where you still have your your partner. If you have a partner, is savouring those relationships and going out on with on dates. Now, I'm going to ask how many of you in the month of March. Those of you who have a partner have been out on a date. 
with, with your partner. Hands up if you know how to date. Through the unknown, 
remembered gate, when the last of earth left to discover is that which was the beginning. At the source of the longest river, the voice of the hidden waterfall, and the children in the apple tree, not known because not looked for, but heard, half heard, in the stillness between two waves of the sea. Quick, now, here, now, always, a condition of complete simplicity costing not less than everything. And all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Thank you all very much. spaces that you left in your talk. Um, one of the things I didn't do before you came in my general introduction of you was to say something that I was particularly keen to do when I heard that you were going to come talk to us, and that was to thank you for the openness that there is at Wellington, the help that you've given us in this church. <laughs> particularly grateful for you coming this evening, for giving us so many ideas. I think it's clear that had you been here for another hour, uh, the time would have been well spent and there would have been so many comments and questions that, that people would have been uh, wanting to make. Um, but it's been, uh, uh, I'm sure, a most enlightening evening for many people. You asked at the beginning how many people have done meditation and the number was quite small. Well, now... Um, we've got probably 70 people who've experienced it for themselves, of which I imagine, like me, they will be extremely grateful. So thank you for coming, and um, we'll get you home for your scrambled eggs. <laughs>